Woe to you of earth and sea. Welcome to Satan is My Superhero, a show about art, culture, history, and the devil. I'm your host, Judas Falling. In this episode, we will be looking at the strange ritual of exorcism. You've seen them in the movies and on the YouTubes. Someone screams and froths at the mouth while a preacher calls a demon out of them. In the name of Christ, I call you out of this body, demon. In the name of who? Christ! I call the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. You know the rules. It's just that I, I think you said Bryce. You know what I said, demon. Get out. Okay, okay. I'll go this time. Well, I swear, you said Bryce. In 1971, successful comedy screenwriter William Peter Blatty released his novel The Exorcist. It was a commercial and critical hit, and Hollywood's most famous depiction of an exorcism followed in 1973. The story revolves around the demonic possession of a 12-year-old girl, Regan McNeil, played by Linda Blair, and the two priests who perform her exorcism. After playing with an Ouija board, Regan becomes possessed by an ancient Sumerian god, Pazuzu. Mm, nothing more than a low-grade weather deity when I met him. She refers to this entity as her imaginary friend, Captain Howdy. Demonic name registration, Amanda speaking. How can I help you today? I'd like to change my name. Certainly. Can I have your current name, please? Pazuzu. Oh, I see. Is that even how it's pronounced? No. They've been calling you pizza, haven't they? <laughs> yes. Blatty based his story on some real-life exorcisms that had made the news in previous years. In 1912, a Catholic priest performed an exorcism on an Emma Schmidt. Sixteen years later, she presented to him again with the same problem. This time, he performed a two-week-long exorcism on her in a convent in Iowa. While in the convent, Emma displayed fits of rage, levitation, and vomiting what they thought were tobacco leaves. She also spoke in tongues. It turned out her auntie had cursed her way back when she was 12 for not wanting to have sex with her own father. At least 80% of people requesting exorcisms are victims of sexual abuse, according to the modern-day exorcist, Father Gary Thomas. Father Gary Thomas, inspiration for the Anthony Hopkins film, The Right. Blatty is also said to have drawn from a famous 1949 exorcism in Missouri known as the Exorcism of Roland Doe. Just like Regan in The Exorcist, Roland had also become possessed after using a Ouija board. The possession took the form of strange occurrences in the house, furniture moving, stuff like that, and Roland suddenly speaking in tongues. Roland! I'm going to tan your hide. You've been making play forts with the furniture again. Agma roll wagma fume Oh, right, I see. It was a demon. Well, I'll just go clean up then. Again. TV evangelist Billy Graham thought the film itself was cursed. There is a power of evil in the film, in the fabric of the film itself. Years later, director William Friedkin would agree. Here is a litany of alleged bad luck events surrounding this film. The film went over time and over budget. That's most Hollywood productions. Don't blame me for that one. The set burned down when a pigeon flew into a circuit box. After the set was rebuilt, production was further delayed because the sprinkler system broke down. Pigeons fly into things all the time. It's what I admire most about them. Linda Blair and Alan Burstyn were both injured on set. Actors Jack McGowan and Vasiliki Maleros both died during post-production. Linda Blair's grandfather died during production. Max von Sydow's brother died on Max's first day of shooting. 
actor Jason Miller's son was badly injured when a motorcycle hit him on an empty beach. According to the interwebs, a night watchman died, a special effects expert died, an assistant cameraman's wife had a stillbirth, a set carpenter cut off his thumb, and a lighting technician lost a toe. Knock, knock. Hi, sorry to bother you. I'm just looking for my toe. Where did you last have it? On my foot. The bronze statue of Pazuzu was accidentally sent to Hong Kong, delaying production. Oh, mate, there's been a huge f*** up. I ordered a pizza. Things got so bad they asked technical advisor Father Thomas Birmingham and Father John Nicola to perform an exorcism on the set itself. Thanks for coming, Padre. We need to perform an exorcism on the set. How much is that going to cost? Oh, well, if you truly believe evil lingered on the set, then we must vanquish it. A donation of any amount will suffice. Okay, let's say 50 bucks. Now for another 50, can you pray for a big opening weekend? It is claimed there were nine deaths of people associated with the film's production. I personally could not confirm all of these deaths or half the injuries and accidents I listed earlier, but facts are not what make legends. Even if all of these stories are true, a Hollywood film involves hundreds of people over at least a couple of years. That amount of people and their associates over that period of time, you'll easily find a few deaths and some horrible injuries. While I could not confirm it, the interwebs also claim the film was edited at the famous office tower 666 Fifth Avenue in New York. Cush owned it for a while. We all told him, get out, Cush, get out. There were reports all around the world of cinema-goers having seizures during the movie. The Journal of Nervous and Mental Diseases reported four confirmed cases of cinematic neurosis caused by this film. There were protests from concerned Christian groups and Linda Blair received so many death threats the studio hired bodyguards for her for six months. I've gone through your record. Four tours in Nam. Impressive. Glad to have you on board. Any questions? Yeah, actually, I have a question about the guns. We've been issued with water pistols. Not water pistols, holy water pistols. Yeah, what's that all about? Don't you know who we're guarding? Isn't it Linda Blair, the Hollywood actress and star of that Exorcist movie? Movie? The alleged curse of this film continued long after production. In 1979, one of the extras from the film, Paul Bateson, murdered a journalist, Addison Verrill. In 1987, the actor who provided the voice of Pazuzu, Mercedes Cambridge's son, murdered his own wife and children, then killed himself. Terrible tragedies, no denying it, but we are starting to draw a long bow now on how far the curse of this movie reaches. The film was the most successful horror movie up until that time, and perhaps not surprisingly, its claimed exorcisms in the US increased by 50% that decade. Get your sandals on, Moonbeam. We're going to go get you an exorcism. What? Why? Oh, get hip, man. Everyone's doing them now. The Vatican's chief exorcist and founder of the International Association of Exorcists, Father Gabriel Amorth, said it's his favourite film. Coincidentally, the exorcist director, William Friedkin, made a documentary called The Devil and Father Amorth, starring none other than Father Amorth. I think you mean co-starring? I mean, I did get top billing after all. Father Amorth has also said... Practicing yoga is satanic. It leads to evil, just like reading Harry Potter. Ooh, nice far. Another prominent exorcist, Father Francesco Bamonti, attacked a children's book about demons titled A Children's Book of Demons. Oh, come on, they were asking for it. They really were asking for it on the title alone. Open it up and it's full of spells and incantations to raise demons to get you out of doing your chores. Harry Potter is child's play to Bamonti.
In 1999, the Vatican issued official exorcism guidelines to be followed by the clergy. They maintain a thorough psychological examination of the possessed person should be carried out first. All scientific explanations should be explored before pulling the demon card. The church claims most possessions are not possessions at all, but mental illness. In 1975, a Catholic woman in Germany by the name of Annalise Michael, who had been diagnosed with epileptic psychosis and hospitalized for visual and auditory hallucinations, was tortured with 70 exorcisms over 10 months until she finally died of starvation. Her family and the clergy involved were convicted of manslaughter. It is the inspiration behind the 2005 film... Oh, oh, don't say, let me guess, let me guess. I'm really good at this. 2005 film, Wretched Girl, Horrific Grueling Possession. I've got it. Herbie fully loaded. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, that would have been my next guess. The Catholic Church takes exorcism very seriously. As recently as 2014, the Vatican ratified the International Association of Exorcists. Let's go, boys! I'm going to take a short break from the show right now to talk about my sponsors and Patreon. I don't currently have sponsors or Patreon, but if you'd like to support the show, you can do that by buying my novel. It's called Chaos Machine by Judas Falling. It's available through Amazon. You don't need a Kindle to read it. Almost any digital device will do. Don't forget, Chaos Machine by Judas Falling. Now, back to the show. While the Catholics are probably world leaders in the exorcism games, they are by no means the only ones at it. In fact, in theory, anyone can perform an exorcism. It's believed that Jesus gave anyone of faith tacit approval to perform exorcisms in Mark. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Praise the Lord. In my name shall they cast out devils. Praise Jesus. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Amen. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's right. Anyone who truly believes in Jesus can cast out devils, and for that matter, speak in tongues, handle snakes, drink toxic substances without being hurt, and heal the sick. Yeah, we had that one last week. Do one of the other ones. What? What other ones? You know, handle snakes, drink poison, or heal the sick. The other ones. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah. In 1788, Englishman George Lukens received an exorcism by seven Anglican clergymen in Bristol. George claimed to have suffered from possession for at least 18 years. He would often claim to be the devil, speak and sing in different male and female voices, crawl around on the floor on all fours, barking like a dog. During the exorcism, a clergyman asked Lucans a question in Latin, to which the uneducated Lucans allegedly replied with an appropriate answer, also in Latin. Sickets canis courtesy. Woof. In 1842, 28-year-old German woman Gottelbein Dittus received an exorcism from Lutheran minister Johann Christoph Blumhardt, who then published a book about the event. Dittus had demonstrated classic demonic possession traits such as speaking in different voices, convulsions, blasphemy, and lashing out violently. Sounds like half the alcoholics I know. She went through many exorcisms over a period of two years and began vomiting sand, glass, nails, and blood. She also claimed to have foreseen a devastating earthquake during an exorcism. One did occur a few days later, thousands of kilometres away in the West Indies, so, you know. She knew nothing. In 1974, Yorkshire butcher Michael Taylor began displaying bizarre behaviour. 
Sausages? You are bloody sausages. Who do you think I am? The butcher. This behaviour led to an exorcism performed by a joint denomination duo of Anglican and Methodist clergymen. After pulling an all-nighter, the dynamic but exhausted clergy duo and Taylor all went home. The clergy probably spent the whole day with their capes hanging in their bat cave while they slept. Michael spent the whole day murdering his wife and the family dog. That multi-denominational team should have included a Catholic. Just saying. Due to an insanity plea, Taylor only spent a couple of years behind bars. In 2005, Mikey Boy was convicted of indecently touching a teenager. Weirdly, he soon began demonstrating demonic possession behaviour again. Demonic possession, it's your get-out-of-jail-free card. One of the most famous killers to claim to have been possessed is David, son of Sam Berkowitz. During his serial murder spree in 1975 and 76, he has claimed he was controlled by a 6,000-year-old demon Berkowitz referred to as Papa Sam. Papa Sam communicated with Berkowitz through his neighbour's dog. Demonic possession, it's your get-out-of-jail-free card. Now with added canine. Woof. In 1994, future Republican governor of Louisiana, Piosh Jindal, published an article about an exorcism he had performed on a friend at college. Look, young people experiment at college, and I'm sure he didn't inhale. In 2009, Pastor Patricia McKinney of the Manifested Glory Ministries Church in Connecticut used exorcism as an extreme form of pray the gay away. In an exorcism of a gay man posted online, she said... You homosexual spirit, we call you out right now. This stuff is just as rife as ever today. Police in the UK have set up a special task force to deal with the 1,500 cases of child abuse they see every year related to spiritual beliefs. In 2015, a British GP, Dr Thomas O'Brien, had his medical licence revoked for convincing one of his patients her mental health issues were due to demonic possession. He then performed his own exorcism on her. Can you help me, Doc? Yes, yes I can. Through the wonders of modern medical science and technology, I have identified the cause of your malaise, m'lady. It is no less than that bloody blighter Beelzebub. Now, if you just step into my exerciser maligaminator, we'll get that buggering bugger out of you. Is this covered by the NHS? Oh, no. You'll have to pay for this one. Through the nose. Exorcist Benino Paia claims close to 500,000 possessions are reported in Italy every year. Mamma mia! If Benino's only 1% correct, that's still 5,000 potential exorcisms in Italy alone each year. Father, I'm wondering if I could get an exorcism. Oh, right. Um, what makes you think you're possessed? I haven't been sleeping well. I feel anxious all the time and just really sad. I would recommend you see your doctor first. I thought about that, but why go through all the expensive doctors and specialists and medications only to find out I was possessed the whole time? It's cheaper to start with the exorcism. The official exorcist for Indianapolis claims to have had 1,700 requests for exorcisms in 2018. Recent polls suggest close to 50% of Americans believe in demonic possession. Taking full advantage of that is reality TV star and pastor at the Spiritual Freedom Church in Arizona, Bob Larson. He runs an exorcist course which you can take for about $1,000. Pastor Bob himself charges at least $295 US per online exorcism. That's right. I did actually say online exorcism. 
He'll have an OnlyFans account next. When respected journalist Dan Harris asked Pastor Bob about the money he makes, the good pastor replied, Well, now, wait a minute. You're paid handsomely. So is anybody who has a responsible position in the public eye. And we have to fund what we do. Yeah, but do you have to charge more than the Catholics? And that's why Satan is my superhero. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, you know the drill. But more importantly, please recommend this show to just one person. I mean literally one person. Choose that person well. They've been calling you pizza, haven't they? Sorry, I burped in the middle of your tape. Go again. (laughs)